Wichita's Douglas Design District is located along the renowned Douglas Avenue, a three-mile stretch springing from the heart of the downtown area through uptown and ending just east of Oliver. The DDD has over 300 locally owned businesses where you can shop, live, and dine by design. Keeping you updated on news, events, and more in the DDD, this is the Douglas Design District Podcast. Alright, welcome to the Douglas Design District Podcast. My name is Jason Villanueva and this is episode one. We're focusing on 20, the 2020 vision uh, myth busting today. We're going to try and fill in some blanks and help give a couple more uh, details um, and honestly try and go as in-depth as we possibly can to communicate as much information about the 2020 vision in the Douglas Design District here in Wichita, Kansas. And so welcome back, Renee Duxler. Welcome. Yes, thank you. Good, Good to morning. have you. Uh-huh. Uh, Renee, join me for our introductory episode. You know a little bit about her and I if you listen. If not, go back and you'll get the intent of the podcast and hear a little bit about your host today. Uh, we want to spend a quick moment introducing our guests for today. And so with us at the table this morning is a tie taping. Tie taping works to improve cities and organizations charged with improving cities. He's worked in city revitalization and urban design in Chicago, Singapore, and last year returned to his hometown of Wichita, Kansas. Welcome this morning, Ty. Good morning. Glad Good morning. to be here. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about yourself? Any- uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad to be back in, in Wichita. I've, I've, uh, like, as you said, I grew up here and spent most of my uh, adult life elsewhere, and I feel like there's a lot of exciting momentum in, in Wichita, and I'm just uh, glad to be able to find some roles for myself to contribute to that excitement. Yeah, we we are very appreciative of you in the Douglas Design District and back in Wichita. And also with us, we have Paul Gunzelman. He is the assistant city engineer at City of Wichita. Anything else you want to say about yourself, Paul? Yes, thank you. Um, as the assistant city engineer, I oversee the traffic engineering section as well as the design section. So I get uh, involved with the projects of the CIP. Um, and I have been involved with this project since the, the planning was uh, initiated back in 2009. Sounds great. Yeah, it's, it's great to be here at the table with you all, and this morning we're going to try and tackle some, some issues, but before that, we want to uh, have Renee let us know where we're podcasting today, and, and we're going to give some special thanks. Yeah, glad to do that. So we are actually here at Building Controls and Services, their office space here at 1730 East Douglas. Um, building Controls and Services is a building automation, facility management, and HVAC experts here in Wichita. Their passion is creating comfort zones that free you to think, work, and live safely, comfortably, and efficiently. Um, and we are just very um, happy. If you've not been in this office space down here, uh, they re, re- refurbished this um, historical, uh, used to be, I think, a, a bank, um, or I'm sorry, a laundromat um, that oh, used wow. to be down here, but there's a vault in here that housed the furs. I, um, and anyway, so it's a really cool space, and we're just excited to be to be here. Yeah, it's a beautiful space, and this conference room is actually pretty perfect for podcasting, so really great, it really, really is. great. Awesome. Well, we are hoping in this episode, our goal is to talk about the 2020 vision. We're going to give a quick overview of what that is, and then we're going to talk about um, a little bit of the three points of what that entails and try and communicate as much as we possibly can. So we're going to let Ty give us a quick overview of the 2020 vision, so... 
have at it. Okay, so the 2020 vision is really an, an initiative to take the Douglas Design District to, to really the next level and make the, the, the area more of a destination than it is today. Um, there are a number of ways that, that uh, we're, we're looking to accomplish that. Um, this initiative is being led by a, a, a kind of a subset of the, the board of directors and um, a group of folks who have comprised the executive committee that's been created to, to implement the 2020 vision. Um, and many of those people have stepped up and provided uh, their name and some resources to achieve this vision. Uh, but in short, the vision is uh, really comprised of, of three elements. Um, there's a, a short-term element, which is uh, painting <clears throat> the, the streetscape um, along Douglas between Washington and Hydraulic, and that really kind of cues up the, the long-term uh, project, which is which is which is an infrastructure project, really a streetscape project that uh, seeks to make the Douglas Design District uh, more of a of a pedestrian oriented street and a pedestrian destination, uh, much more than it is right now. I think a lot of people would recognize that um, you know you can land a small plane in the middle of Douglas right now. Yeah, absolutely, um, it's it's way more wide than it needs to be. Um, we in, uh, certainly intend to, um, you know, keep it uh, uh, a street that you can easily travel through on car because um, there will be continue to be two lanes each way. Uh, but the new plan, which uh, maybe I'll have uh, Paul discuss a little bit since he's been involved in it the longest, um, really tr- seeks to transform the street. And that happens through... Um, through lighting, through landscaping, and through a lot of elements that will be um, discussed in just a minute. And then the third element to the 2020 vision is really trying to create kind of the next level sustaining, uh, self-sustaining funding model for the organization, which would involve creating a business improvement district. Uh, Business improvement districts really uh, create kind of a fair even predictable funding model uh, that allows an organization to have staff and to to do some of the things that um, would allow this organization to do even more than it's currently doing as it's led by volunteers um, and who do so much right now. Yeah, Ty, as you mentioned, Douglas is a really wide street. Um, I believe it was 80 feet between curb lines, north and south curb lines. So that uh, to get some narrowing of that, we um, the the plan calls for diagonal parking on the south side of the road. Um, there was space to do that and still maintain the parallel parking on the north side of the road. So, um, prior to the total construction reconstruction of Douglas and adding the curb extensions, um, striping has been completed as an interim measure to uh, give a sense of how the project would look when it is completed. Um, diagonal spacing has been striped on the south side of the road, um, maintaining the parallel spacing on the north side, and I think that um, provided an additional 50 stalls um, within the corridor for um, resident or business folks to uh, park. So, um, the project will consist of curb extensions at the intersections. Um, that does a couple things. Hopefully, it'll slow the traffic down a little bit as well as shorten the um, crossing distance for pedestrians to cross Douglas. There will also be, I believe there are three uh, mid-block crossings within the plan. 
that will also assist motor uh, pedestrians to cross Douglas. Awesome. And can you um, uh, speak to, um, you talked about, you know, there's enough space for it to do that. So there will continue to be four lanes of traffic after this is all said and done? Yes, that is correct. There will be two lanes each direction with the center left turn lane. Um, however, we will have, I believe, four or five intermittent um, raised medians um, throughout the corridor, which uh, will also assist pedestrians to cross the street because they can cross two lanes, have a refuge space, and then cross the other two lanes. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, so huge benefit for pedestrians, um, huge benefit adding parking spaces in front of businesses, um, adding walkable space and um, greenery to to the street. It, it sounds pretty phenomenal. So right now, if somebody wanted to look at this plan, where could they find it? I believe, but I will double check that we will have the plan posted on the city of Wichita website. Um, there is a CIP layer that you can look up projects and we usually have the concepts posted on that. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that there is, um, uh, uh, some renderings and a concept on the city of Wichita page. And if you go to the ddwichita.com page and look under um, East uh, Douglas Infrastructure Project or Revitalization Plan, you can find links um, directly to those pages. So if you're not interested in trying to search the city page, I believe you can just go to the ddwichita.com page and um, get links there. Yeah, and, you know, we're calling this the 2020 vision. I probably should have made that clear. Uh, this is Ty speaking again. Um, so the the uh, streetscape project, the long-term infrastructure project um, in, in the city's CIP, the Capital Improvement Plan, um, it's currently scheduled to start construction in 2023, and um, it's a two-year construction period as scheduled right now. So um, through the efforts of the Douglas Design District, we're seeking to move the start date of the project up to 2020, um, recognizing really that, that Wichita is experiencing kind of this newfound sense of pride, and we really want to capitalize on that. And we also want to remind people of, of, of how transformative the Delano streetscape project is, because we think this will be kind of a similar project. Um, that's only a two-lane um, or one lane each direction, and we'll continue to have two lanes each direction. But, you know, if you look uh, throughout the country, there's a lot of information that shows having walkable neighborhoods really increases people's attachment to their, their city. And since we don't have that many of those in Wichita, it really seems to make sense to to create more of those in the future. And, you know, if you look kind of, you know, at a very macro level at what we're doing, um, you know, the Chung Report, of course, came out and um, it showed that Wichitans really need to have a greater attachment to their city to really keep people in town and and not have a brain drain that we've experienced so much in the past and really just attract people and grow our economy and grow our population. So we think that this is kind of a small contribution toward achieving that larger vision for the entire city in the future. And Ty, I also want to mention that you had mentioned the capital improvement program um, and this project um, has been programmed within that. Um, However, we, we realized that it is a large project, and we had the opportunity to 
solicit funding for the Douglas and Hydraulic intersection. Um, we got some funding through KDOT for as Highway Safety Improvement Program, and we were able to improve that intersection. We are not quite finished. We have the landscaping that will be forthcoming, and that will give a sense of what the remainder of the corridor could look like. Once we have that landscaping in, we'll have periodic planning areas throughout the corridor. And also, we've started that a little bit at Douglas and Washington on the southeast corner. We've, um, we were able to put in a planning bed there, improve that intersection a little, little bit, and you can see some of the landscaping that has come up this spring on it already. Yeah, it's looking it's looking really great, and I know there was a huge push to get that intersection finished before March Madness happened here in the city of Wichita, which is an amazing event, did wonders for our city and uh, for visitors and for our people here. Uh, but just something I wanted to point out very quickly is that as there's this resurgence of city pride and there's lots of development happening in our city, we need to recognize that there are there are uh, hardworking individuals, paid and unpaid, working behind the scenes to really spearhead and push forward these these projects and these plans. And so, as we see things begin to pop up, we we th we think to ourselves, "Man, Wichita's really growing. It's really amazing." But I just want to give a, a personal thank you to everybody who's working on on these things. It's specifically, Paul and, and Ty here with us today. I know um, you know, given your time and your effort, and really dedicating um who you are <laughs> to to seeing this thing move forward and so yeah thank you so much yeah i would just add that you know these projects are real partnerships with the city and the the neighborhood based organization um there's a lot of <clears throat> excuse me a lot of community input a lot of one-on-one -on -one engagement meetings so um certainly hearing from the community and um just tapping their their desires and 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 willingness to move forward with this project um you know when the when the plan was created in 2009 um you know there's a sentence that says to be effective the implementation really requires marketing and lobbying to to get the resources <clears throat> and the political support for this to move forward so it's you know it's it's taken 9 years but um we're we're really revisiting this plan in recognition of its of its real transformative potential for the entire district so <clears throat> we're fortunate to have um, a local city council representative with Brandon Johnson, who's expressed his preliminary support for this project. So he's he's a little new to to the to the game. Of course, he was just appointed in January. So we're very pleased that as he comes in, he's he's uh, you know he sees the wisdom and the the merits of this project moving forward. So we'll look forward to working with him and, and other city council representatives and uh, city staff to continue this this process, which is going to take. A while to continue to to move it forward and and engage residents and and uh, the stakeholders in the area. Yeah, and I, I definitely you know kind of want to add on to that when we you know decided to do this 2020 vision campaign um, that you know this is something that um, the Douglas Design District as a board of directors and all volunteer board of directors has um, you know really struggled with the capacity to pull something like this off and so um, you know Ty mentioned in the beginning that we have had some business owners um, as our executive committee step up and really help um, push this forward and so we are you know trying. Um, 
scrambling almost to get as much information out as possible um, so that people are very clear about what's going on, what the intentions are, you know, how this is all coming together um, and was, you know, really the impetus for, um, you know, doing this podcast too, because we want to be very clear. We want people to, um, and especially business owners who have concerns um, to get their questions answered um, and to be able to have access to information. Um, And so as we continue forward, you know, um, mentioning we do have the annual meeting um, next Tuesday, which is April 3rd here at BCS again um, from 530 to 7. Um, We're really encouraging both um, Douglas Design District members as well as non-members, just businesses in the district who may not be members, to come because this does affect them. And we want them to be equipped with as much information as possible because we know, um, you know, this this affects them. Um, And we want to uh, be very collaborative in the spirit of this um, in ensuring that businesses succeed um, and continue to su- succeed here in the design district. We feel like this um, project is is going to be a part of that, but we know that there's a lot of anxiety involved with um, talk of change and construction and, and how all that goes as a business owner who just had <laughs> construction right in front of my business for the last two months. I completely understand. Um, so we, we really want to open up those lines of communication, though, and make sure that people know who we are, know what we're doing, and that they can contact us and talk to us when they have questions and concerns. Yeah, and I would just add to that that uh, not only is the annual meeting coming up next week, um, that first weekend in April is when we're going to have a a band of volunteers out painting the streets and really sort of transforming it and and in many ways mimicking a lot of the elements of the streetscape, including the medians and the angled parking and everything. So it's it's almost like a pilot project to test out some of the elements of the uh, long-term project. Um, that includes turning lanes and just making sure that the infrastructure re- will really work in the future. So we're excited to, to not only bring some life and color that I think is consistent with a, with a design district, such as the Douglas Design District, um, but also go through the process of testing it out um, so it'll be better in the long term when we finally get the project completed. So essentially what you're doing is rather than going ahead and bringing out all the big equipment and spending all the money and going ahead and, and pouring concrete and building building that out, we're using paint to symbolize or signify that these changes are coming and we kind of get a little bit of a taste of what that's going to look like and what that's going to feel like, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, there are some great examples of um, cities around the country that have, have really done some interesting things with paint and uh, just bringing life and energy and giving people the chance to really think about streets as something more than just being about cars. I mean, the reality is that, um, you know, walkability, uh, pedestrian orientation, that's really all the buzz in kind of the urban planning world. And that's because it has real merit in, in, uh, elevating a city's um, attractiveness for the most part. So uh, we think that we're doing all the right things that are consistent with that long-term goal. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I watched a TED Talk once where there was a city planner from New York who did a TED Talk on how they used paint to transform those pedestrian spaces. And it's actually pretty amazing. Oh, it's you can totally accomplish. amazing. In, yep. in New York, of course, there's Times Square and yep. um, so many other areas that they've taken part of the street and turned it into um, pedestrian areas and they've used paint to really delineate it and distinguish it from the the pedestrian part of the street. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll be doing the same thing. Yeah, that's really great. Uh, I want to take a step back for just a moment. 
earlier you had mentioned that there's a lot of community input that goes into this planning. Um, and so how can people know when these types of meetings are coming up? How can they stay up to date? Is, is there a city Facebook or is it just on the website? Is there a mailing list? Is there an email or a phone number? Like how can people know when these types of planning things are coming up so that they can be there to give input? Well, I think definitely the best way to to get involved is, again, um, going to the com page or emailing us at info at com. We can put you on a newsletter. We can kind of get you um, linked into um, those communication um, lines. We're also encouraging people um, to contact their city council members and mm-hmm. their city officials and directly email, you know, whoever your your city council member is or the mayor or the city manager, Robert. Layton and, um, you know, get, um, communication going that way, um, that, you know, you're wanting information or you're in support of this, um, you know, really, um, lobbying and trying to advocate for people having a voice with, with the city. Right. Right. Great. I, I just want to add a little something that, cause in our meeting earlier this week, and I'll maybe hand it to Paul after this. Um, so the decision regarding the timing for the, the infrastructure project again, which is scheduled in 2023, um, that decision will be made in, by August, um, at the latest, it, uh, likely in the coming months. So again, we encourage people to contact their elected officials, um, sooner rather than later. Um, but when this, when the decision is ultimately made, that will trigger some additional meetings and community input that the city will be leading. Um, Paul, can you maybe give a little bit of information about what that will look like? Yes, we are in the process of um, revisiting the capital improvement program as we do every year um, and looking at what, what projects are priority and, and you know if, if projects can be moved around within the CIP. So this is one that uh, we are looking to see if it is possible to move up a couple years. So we um, we are in the midst of that, and uh, as Ty said, they will be. Um, I think the city council will take action on the CIP and the budget in August. So um, they will be presented to the district advisory boards prior to that. So that'll be a chance to speak on the, the capital improvement program as well. Um, and then, as with all of our projects prior to construction, um, when we put the projects out for bid. Um, after we get a contractor selected, um, then we have um, public information meetings about the project prior to um, the contractor starting. So that gives the property owners a chance to um, know who the contractor is, um, know who our field engineers and our, and our inspectors are. So if there are any issues that come up during construction, they can be addressed. Okay, great. Great. So, uh, before we uh, before we close out, Renee, I want you to just rehash some of the things that are coming up. If you if you have the details again, so annual meeting is happening, and then there's the painting project that's going to be happening. So give us quick information on that, and then we'll we'll sign off. Yes, absolutely. So annual meeting is Tuesday, April third. Um, again, it's at the Building Controls and Services Building at seventeen thirty East Douglas. Um, enter through the east entrance. Um, that is for members and non-members alike um, to come and just get more information about the Douglas Design District 
district as well as the 2020 vision campaign. Uh, and then the streetscaping, uh, painted streetscaping um, project will be happening, I believe it's Friday, April 6th and Saturday, April 7th, that they will be out there around um, the Washington and Douglas area um, up here through hydraulic um, painting those medians and bump outs. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, we're really grateful to have it, to have had everybody on this morning. Again, huge thanks to Ty and Paul for being with us. This is the end of episode one. We're so grateful for you guys listening. We want to ask you to, one, follow us on social media. You can check out our website at dddwichita.com, and you can subscribe to the DDD podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.